Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. He's got all your Charger gear on because. I look good. I got big energy every day. Let's go! And he is dicked. Blind squirrel finds a every once in a while. That's right. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Oh, come on, Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. <laughs> well, hello again, all of you wonderful, beautiful people. Welcome hello. back. <laughs> Not you, the other people. Oh, Welcome sorry. back to the Charger Chat. You're beautiful, Kevin. Don't you are beautiful. You're beautiful. Uh, it's chip. <laughs> let's... I'm here, Wooldog, with my... Uh, you threw me all off now. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the offseason and we're falling apart. Yeah, yeah, introduce me first. Really, really screw it up. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Wooldog. Same with my buddies, Kyle, the coach, Duggan. Oh, I'm first. <laughs> Suck it, Kevin. Let's not forget Kev Hug and Duggan. <laughs> that, don't do that again. We Fuck broke that. the matrix. Don't do that again. Kevin's glitchy. Oh, oh boy. Well, we got to try to have some fun here at the Charger Chat, folks. It's the off season. We're we're a couple days away now from this this loss, and uh, and we're 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 getting better. We're recouping. You know, we're we're getting back to life as usual, right? Yeah. Right? It's yeah. not just me, right? I've changed a right. lot of shitty diapers. I'm kind of <laughs> the shit of last Sunday has now been replaced with the shit. It's of, been covered up. It's, it's been a, it's been a spackling. <laughs> it's now down, yeah, a couple layers deep. Yeah, yeah we're crap. It's a seven layer burrito. Oh, oh God. okay, all right. Thick, well, thick. lots to talk oh, about this episode, folks. <laughs> so much to talk. Sorry. We can't talk about burritos anymore. It's time to talk about what we came here to talk about. And we yeah. started off by just throwing more accolades at our boy Justin Herbert. God love him. Uh, we talked about last episode his his yardage and everything like that. But Chargers social media reminded us that Herbert has sixty nine pass touchdowns. Nice, uh, setting the all time <laughs> record for touchdown passes through the first two seasons of a career. Love nice. it. Love nice. Love to see it. Nice. Um, and he also has 438 season completions, 
sets the single season team record. Rivers, Rivers had 437. One completion. He's kind wow. of, uh, man, like Herbert's kind of snaking our boy. Phil just just a little bit. erasing Phillips' record. Just wiping him (laughs) off the record boards. Right. Well, he's just that good. I mean, can't complain about it. No, I won't. I just love Phil. I miss Phil. Poor Phil, yeah. Yeah. Poor Phil. Well, Phil Phil will never be forgotten. No. No. Not by us. There's only one Phil. There's only one Phil. Um, All right. So, yes, accolades to Justin Herbert. Still killing it. Still just absolutely reckoning so thankful that he's our coach so thankful to the dolphins for passing up on herbert yeah. every day god bless you dolphins god bless you dolphins god bless you um all right and looking at the draft because that's pretty much the big thing that we have to look forward to now is uh the draft order they have set it now from 1 to 18 and chargers are sitting at lucky number 17 right now um, Speaking of, that was a nice segue going from Phil to that. That's that wasn't right. planned. That wasn't wow. planned at all. Not planned Look at all, at but us, when guys. it works, Whoa. it works. Wow. So, yeah, so we now know wow. that Chargers will be drafting 17th, so everybody can start doing their mock drafts and figuring out who's going to go where and, you know what and all that jazz. You know what I don't like about this? What's the fact like? that Eagles have back-to-back picks just before us. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're going to get the guy, and then it'll be like somebody... I don't know. I just feel like this is a recipe Multiple for position us getting go, screwed right? over. Sure, a yeah. Little bit. It's yeah. possible. But also, also, you don't normally see teams keep back-to-back picks. They're going to try to trade around and move up, take those two and turn it into a fifth pick or whatever it might look like. It's possible. Um, so, it, again, this is what the, the draft pick is. Draft picks are as of now, but right. yeah, they, we know that this is not going to stay. They are they take those two and, if they take those two and try and trade up, that just means another team's coming back there, Kyle. Well, then what if that next team trades one of those and keeps another one? Hypothetically, you're correct, but that also is, uh, I got to get my mind well, what into if the this Eagles keep one shit? of those and, get, oh, my brain. and trade one of the... <laughs> Those in a second round. <laughs> this is true. We this is like a muscle we haven't flexed in a while. We got yeah. Like we've now entered into shit. the what if so facto <laughs> situations of we don't know zone. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, this is harder. It it is harder, but we we've got to slowly get our minds into that line of thinking. And the, the word on the street is Chargers drafting seventeenth. Um, looking over at Twitter, Mike Renner, aka PFF Mike. Pro football focus tweeted out Rashawn Slater finishes his first season as the highest graded rookie tackle we've seen at PFF in over a decade. Can't do better with the 13th overall pick. Yeah, seriously. Mm, mm, mm. I wonder who the Gold. other one was if it was a decade ago, who the other tackle would have been graded higher. I'm curious who that might have been, but that would have been uh, a good question when I was putting this outline together. Uh, I mean, I'm just curious mm-hmm. if you know, yeah. put it down in the comments. I'd love to, I'd love to, yeah. I'd love to know that you, you do the work. I don't, I, I do so much for you guys. <laughs> you do some work. God damn it. All right. <laughs> I love you. Mike Renner tweeted that out and Gilbert Manzano tweeted out chargers wide receiver, Mike Williams, who's scheduled to be a free agent on possibly returning to the team. I would like to. I don't like changes. I have lifelong friendships here. He's just, he's comfortable, you know? It's right. that its that couch you don't get rid of because it's just nice and you know and where to do you sit. Want, and, where do you want to go? Who do you want throwing you the ball as a wide receiver? You have the, do you want anyone but Justin Herbert? Right. No. Yeah. You want to go, go play with Aaron Rodgers? You want to go play with prima donna Aaron Rodgers? Like, <laughs> yeah. do you want to play with 
old Tua? man Tom Brady who's got another year. Right. Who do you want to oh. play with other than Justin Herbert? Right. And Can't if you don't want to do it, I will have some money and I'm sure we'll find somebody that really wants to right. play with Justin Herbert. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, good good to see that Mike definitely wants to stick around because hey, we'd love to have him. All right, gang. Well, now we need to look over to the fan-sided family of podcasts and talk about the blind-sided podcast. Uh, the Players Tribune has launched its first ever mental health podcast called Blindsided. This show will share the moments for a variety of athletes when everything changed for them and mental health became the most important focus of their lives. This podcast allows listeners to have an understanding of the different types of mental health challenges people face. Guests this season include Kevin Love, Paul Bissonette, and Kurt Warner. Uh, Blindsided is a podcast about sports, mental health, and life. Hosted by former NHL goalie Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Dr. Diane McIntosh. The podcast will share and analyze the moments for a variety of athletes when everything changed for them and what happened when it did. The podcast lets listeners hear these athletes describe moments when mental health became the most important focus on their lives. So go on over to the Fan Sided Family of Podcasts and check out the Blindsided Podcast. All right, gang. Well, this episode, we have a fan focus part two. We've got a, an extra fan focus this week. Normally, we've got one, but we've just got so many awesome fans. Double down. Got to double down this week. Got to double it up. Because this is yep. this is a good one. This is, a, this is a big fan that we're bringing into focus. So let's go see who it is. All right, guys. We are back with another fan focus, and we are super excited to have Deb from Encinitas. How you doing, Deb? I'm good. Thank you. It's good to be here. Oh, so excited to have you. Love the shirt, by the way. Love thank the you, shirt. thank you. You got all the guys on there. I love it. The full crew and the, yes. everything in the background. You are a oh, diehard. Yeah, you see the bo bombs away? I, I love pulled that out of a rolled poster tube. I've been saving that one. I love it. The bomber, the bomber jackets is yes, yeah, nice, very nice. Um, well, I, the, everything behind you makes me want to find out more about you. So, how did you become a, a Charger fan, Deb? I have always been a Charger fan because I grew up in San Diego, but I never really understood football until I met my husband in 1979. And he started explaining it to me a little bit more and we'd watch a little bit more. And then I grew a little, my kids grew up and I got a little closer. And then I met some of the people on the, on the team. And, and about 10 years ago, we got our first season tickets. And once I went to a game, because I always, you know, I thought, you know, Watching it at home, that's so much better. You can pause it and do whatever yeah. you need to do and no people around you. First time I went to a game, I was hooked. And now I can't stand to miss games. I absolutely love the feeling of being there. And then I come home the next day and immediately watch the game on TV because you miss things when you're at the game. At least I do. It's, that's a really good point. Like watching it in person, totally different experience. You can see totally. everything during like the commercial breaks, but then go home and watch it a second time. It's like watching the game in a different way. Totally. Yeah. Say, for example, I didn't even realize that, um, what was it, Denver, that, that lock went out for a little while. Yeah. With being at the game, I, I did not realize that. And then when I'm at home, like, I didn't even know he left. It wasn't because they hurt his head either. I, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. But uh, so, yeah. Big Charger fan for a long, long time. It started in the Dan Fouts era, which is why I have the Bombs Away poster. Love but it. it also went to Philip and LT. And uh, of course, you know, now we're, there's nothing to be said. I'm, I just hope I stay around long enough to see how far this team's going to go. It's going to, I mean, the kid's what, 10, 22, 23? Yeah, he's young. And yeah, yeah. We're, we're looking at 10, 15 years of, quality ball i think for the chargers and i'm really really excited about it 
Absolutely. And like the last game, obviously just an awful way to end our season. But I will say, <laughs> but what Justin Herbert just willed, just just sheer willpower on him. All those fourth downs set a new record with fourth down completions. It is just unbelievable what he was able to accomplish on on sun on uh, Sunday. I have night. a confession. I, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, now I was watching it just like this. I <laughs> yeah. was literally hiding my eyes, and it's it's on the t- it's taped. It's I've got it, and I I almost watched it today, but I thought no, I'm not quite ready. So I, I think I'll, I'll be able to watch it tomorrow. Because, but I've, I've read all about it and everything. But I, I didn't, I didn't see it. I'm with you. I, same thing for me. Like I had to go back and rewatch it. I was just like, my wife was in the room with me. I was like, can you just tell me what happens, please? That's just exactly what I did to my husband. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, tell me, tell me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll. Hey, there's something to look forward to because he played right? amazingly. Yeah, and I know when to stop it. Yeah, it's, it's stop it at the touchdown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stop it right there. So, yeah. um, yeah. So, and I wanted to bring you on because we saw a really cool video you did with chargers.com and they featured you as a super fan. So tell us a little wasn't, bit about that experience and working with the, with the chargers. Wasn't that amazing? I mean, so cool. I, I, I'm not really anything special. I, I, my seats are in the three hundreds, not on the field. You know, I'm not in club. I, uh, when they contacted me, I was stunned and thrilled at the same time. And then the fact that my husband was there with me and we got to meet LT and, and just the whole experience. I, I know I said in the video, I can't express how much it means to me, but I mean it because it, it was just huge. It was huge. Um, my family all over the States call me and my kids are all proud. That's my mom and even my grandkids, you know, because I took both grandkids to the games this year. And oh, cool. um, the older one's like, oh, look at my Gima. She's so cool. And so, yeah, it was it was an amazing experience. You know, they tape about two hours with the tape to get those two minutes. So yep. it took two hours to get a quality two minutes from me. So I hope you do better. <laughs> I'm sure there's some amazing stuff on the cutting room floor. Just talking I to you bet. right now. I'm sure there's For some a gold. lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and talk a little bit about like just the, you know, the fandom, what we have now, you know, you've been a fan for so long. We went through the San Diego, came to LA. It was been oh. a little rocky. And now this is this new kind of energy around our team and Twitter and all that. So tell us a little bit about your thoughts on that. Yeah, you know, we went to stuff up both years and, and that was fun, but I wasn't on Twitter because there was the San Diego LA thing going on and it just it wasn't it wasn't happening. Yeah. So uh then then COVID hit and our Twitter, our social media was our only connection to the team and to the other fans. And then they did the Walter Payton Man of the Year, and then the fandom just started growing and growing. And then this year, um, I can't even begin to tell you how many friends I have made. I mean, I used to strive to get to a hundred and I'm like almost at a thousand. Although I have found that I probably should go in and delete some of these people. They have some pretty strong opinions from the news. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Talk about rude. Yeah, seriously. But, um, I feel so connected to the team in a way that I've never felt before. Um, everybody says family and I, and I know it sounds corny and I know there are some people that don't like the term Bolt fam, but that is what it is to me. Uh, the players, the the people that I've never even met. Um, we don't tailgate a lot, but we do walk through Thunder Alley, and I'm still a little bit intimidated by Thunder Alley. Yeah, but uh, it's it's incredible. I've met some wonderful, wonderful people, and I'm I'm a little sad it's over. I'm feeling a little bit of a, like a, a mild depression, thinking, okay, well maybe I'll go to the Pro Bowl because. 
I got to see him do something at least yeah. one more time. Yeah. But that, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. Twitter, social media, some, some strong, strong bonds are being built there. No, it really feels like it. And it's so unique too, because we get to act, we get access to the players. And you see, yes. like, you, I'm sure you've seen the Yeti or not. Um, them oh, over yeah. There. And the dolls are delivered to the players yes. and Chargers Media. Like, it's just like, it feels like we're one degree away from everything. Absolutely. You probably feel a little closer to them than you should. Yeah, <laughs> right. When, when they leave, uh, for example, uh, I hate it when I see, like, Perriman tackle. You know, I, I love some of these ex-players. That's one thing I don't like about the offseason because, you know, everyone's not coming back. Yeah. You don't really want everyone to come back because you want to go further and you want to grow. But um, I, I love the players on the team. I, I feel like they're they're part of the group and, and you do get that connection, especially when they do the on-field videos. Of, hey, yeah. Bo fam, got the yeah. dub. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. No, social media has brought and obviously I'm, I'm not as young as a lot of the people on social media and it just really has expanded my fan base. And, uh, when the chargers contacted me about, I thought they were just joking at first. I, it's like to walk through there and to, did you see the one, uh, the video that they also did about preparation for the game? Yeah. They did 24 hours. Wasn't that incredible? So cool. Wasn't that incredible? I did not realize that the team stayed in a hotel the night before. Yeah. Some people might realize that, but I did not realize that. And I, I just think we, I just feel so connected to the team. And this first year at SoFi has been amazing. And I'm, I cannot wait for more. I'm so happy you were able to come on and, and chat with us, Deb. It was such a pleasure to meet you. I have you. a question for you. Absolutely. See, I'm new to, to your podcast. Um, do you continue in the off season? You you know it. We will be okay, we, good, we good, will good. we will be rolling the whole off season. It gets fun because we get to talk about the players we might get and all the crazy all the craziness. It's so that's what's so fun about the NFL. There's always something happening, even when the season's yes, over. So, yes, so, I know the Senior Bowl is in January, the Combine's in February. So yeah, it's, it just well, keeps going. going <laughs> we'll we'll yeah. keep hating on the Raiders and the Chiefs for the the oncoming weeks, and it'll be a good time. That sounds great, and I enjoy <laughs> you guys so much, so much. We appreciate you, Deb. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, we'll definitely, uh, we'll see you on Twitter. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Let's go, Deb. Deb, 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 Deb. I have a special place in my heart for San Diego fans that are still Charger fans. Absolutely. I don't know. I just, you just stick through it. It is what it is. And tough seasons come, things change, just stick with them. So power to you, Deb. Love it, I love it. I love the the Charger fan Gma angle too. Oh, like, right. I just, just lady Charger fans are pretty rad. Yeah, and they're hardcore. I just love to. F- <laughs> I'm glad we were able to have a, a ladies' week with uh, Senora Snappy and now Deb. So that's right. Um, just love it. Love the community, and she's because uh, it's ladies' week. What ladies' week? I don't know. It's ladies' week. Ladies' week. Ladies' week. Yeah. And I'm I'm always going to be instantly jealous of anybody that gets to sit down with the great LT and and talk to him and and get to meet him. I saw those pictures on the Chargers social media, and it's just like, oh, that's so freaking cool. Oh, dude, and that that uh, poster she had behind her with like uh, the old Coriel days with like the bomber jackets, like, Ooh, yeah, just the old stuff. Like, I just want to have more of that in my uh, Charger man cave. Yes. All right, Deb. Well, you've you've got three envious guys sitting over here, but uh, thank you for sitting down and chatting with my man Kev. 
And uh, now it is time to go on to our bi-weekly episode of Bolt History. Mike Maudlin here going to give us something tasty, something juicy. Can't wait to see what it is. Let's go. Hit us, Mike. Remember like it was yesterday. In comes this whirlwind, Don Coriel. So see the San Diego Chargers and see spectacular professional football at its best. Into the end zone, Charger fans are witnesses to history! What's up, Bolt Gang? Welcome back to another installment of Bolt History with me, Mike Maudlin. And today we've got a very special Bolt History for you. This is in response to Wooldog's query of... Uh, which Chargers undrafted free agents have stood out over the years as we have, uh, as many of you know, a, a very impressive and active league record, 24 straight seasons with an undrafted rookie free agent making our active roster, uh, the opening day 53-man roster. Uh, so there were so many that I had to break them down into categories. So we've got current Chargers, we've got contributors, and then we've got legends. So of the current Chargers, um, some of these names might be a surprise to you because they came to us from other teams where the other team had drafted them or not drafted them, but brought them in as an undrafted rookie free agent. Um, some of them may surprise you. Um, for instance, Steven Anderson. Steven Anderson was signed as an undrafted rookie free agent by the Texans. Uh, he came from Cal Berkeley. They they selected or they brought him on in 2016, and he ended up winning a Super Bowl with the Patriots in Super Bowl 53. Um, so Steven Anderson is a Super Bowl champion, believe it or not. This next gentleman, a lot of Charger fans are very upset with at the moment. Uh, it's understandable, but we also have to remember that he had a very story career before coming to us. He was brought, in, brought on by the Broncos in 2011, and in his first season, Harris, Chris Harris Jr., was named the AFL or the NFL, sorry, all rookie team and achieved breakout player of the year accolades. In 2015, Harris finished the season winning Super Bowl 50 with the Broncos over the Carolina Panthers, a season which was again, he was again selected as an all pro and chosen for the Pro Bowl. Matt Overton was an undrafted rookie free agent with the Seahawks. Uh, he was he came to them in 2007 from Western Washington. And he had also played for the Indianapolis Colts, with whom he made the Pro Bowl in 2013. Uh, Storm Norton was signed by the Lions uh, in 2017 out of Toledo. He also played for the Cardinals, Vikings, Los Angeles Wildcats of the XFL. And Norton was selected first overall in the second phase by the Los Angeles Wildcats in the 2020 XFL draft. Pro Football Focus named Norton as the highest-rated offensive lineman during the COVID-19 pandemic-shortened XFL season. He had his contract terminated with the, when the league suspended operations on April 10th, 2020. Gabe Neighbors came to us in 2020 from Florida State. He is well-known as Justin Herbert's best friend on the team and also a, a notorious shopping cart abandoner, Eamon Ogbog-Mamiga. I knew I could do it. Came to us from Oklahoma State in 2021, last year, and kept our streak going, along with Forrest Merrill. After going so unselected in the 2021 NFL Draft, Ogbong Bamiga signed as an undrafted rookie free agent with the Chargers. Three days later, he was drafted in the first round of the Canadian Football League Draft, number eight overall, but decided to stay with the Chargers. How amazing is that? Braden Fajoko came to us in 2020 from LSU. Louisiana State. He had won a, champ a national championship with LSU in 2020. 
Uh, Braden's father, Vili the Warrior. A lot of you may know this, some may not, but Vili the Warrior, Braden's father, was a live mascot for the University of Hawaii for, for 10 years. Uh, as a child, Braden often joined his father on uh, the field during halftime performances to get the crowd pumped up. Forrest Merrill, as many of you know, came to us this last season from Arkansas State. He's a human bowling ball, and he was the strongest tw- player in the, the 2021 NFL Draft where he performed 48 reps of 225 pounds. Michael Davis, Vato, came to us from BYU in 2017. And Michael Davis was also prolific in high school at track and field. Uh, Austin Eckler, as you all know, came to us from Western Colorado University in 2017 and is the second player in NFL history to record six rushing and six receiving touchdowns before week 10 of the NFL season. The only player prior to Austin to do that was Kareem Hunt. That says a lot. He also just recently set a record. He had his best season ever this last season for being the third undrafted rookie free agent to ever record over 1,500 yards in a season. Now that brings us to the contributors. Nick Novak, the kicker, came to us from the Bears. Uh, the Bears signed him in 2005 out of the University of Maryland. He was also a very big football, soccer, and tennis star in high school in San Diego. He ranks sixth on the all-time Chargers scoring list with 503 points. Dontrell Inman was signed by the Jaguars in 2011, and he was a Grey Cup champion in the CFL with the Toronto Argonauts in 2012. In his first preseason game as a Charger, Inman had three receptions for 100, 107 yards against the Dallas Cowboys, including a 70-yard touchdown in the third quarter. Uh, Billy Volick was signed by the Titans in 2000 out of Fresno State. On September 19th, 2006, Volick was traded to the Chargers for a conditional sixth-round pick in the 2007 NFL Draft. During the AFC Divisional Playoff game against the Indianapolis Colts on January 13, 2008, Volick replaced the injured Phillip Rivers and led a fourth-quarter comeback over the defending champions. He retired in 2012. Eric Parker signed with the Texans in 2002 out of Tennessee. Charger fans likely remember Parker as a guy who dropped a punt, muffed a punt, and dropped a couple of passes that cost us the game in 2006. Um, But coming out of college, Parker was labeled as injury-prone, and because of this, he wasn't drafted. He was originally signed by the Texans as a UDFA, but was released by July. And reality hadn't struck Eric that he probably wasn't going to be playing in the NFL. He was about to take a maintenance job with the Texans until the Chargers called. His incredible work ethic allowed him to make the team and earn him a niche on third downs where he earned the nickname the Bondsman because he was constantly bailing out the team. The development of Vincent Jackson eventually forced Eric Parker off the the roster and he was released. Danny Woodhead was signed by the Jets in 2008 out of Shadron State. In 2006 and 2007, he won the Harlan Hill Trophy, awarded to the best player in NCAA Division II, making him the third player to win the trophy twice in its history. The other players are Johnny Bailey and Dusty Bonner. Tyron Johnson was signed to the Texans in 2019 out of Oklahoma State. He was the USA Today High School All-American in 2014, and he had also played for the Texans, Bills, the Texans again, and the Panthers before he got to us. Seiya Tutu was a Chargers homegrown UDFA. He came to us out of Fresno State in 2010. And in 2014, he was voted by his teammates as the Chargers Special Teams Player of the Year. November 24th in 2013, he caught a game-winning touchdown with 24 seconds left on the clock to beat Kansas City. 
He also played for the Panthers, the Chargers again, and then the Eagles before he retired. Brandon Oliver, if you remember Brandon, he was a hell of a running back. He came to us in 2014 out of Buffalo. He was voted the Pepsi Rookie of the Week twice in his, charge, in his rookie Charger season. Kasim Osgood, if you remember him, he was signed to us with two, in 2003 out of San Diego State, and he also attended Cal Poly. Uh, he was selected to the Pro Bowl three times in his, in his tenure with the Chargers in 2006, 7, and 2009. He was selected to the Chargers' 50th anniversary team, and he also played for the Jaguars, the Lions, and the 49ers. Mike Badgley came to us in 2010 out of the University of Miami. He was the Miami Hur Hurricane starting kicker as a true freshman in 2014 and through all the way through his senior season in 2017. He left Miami with school records, six school records, including the all-time leading scorer at the U. Chris Dealman, if you remember Chris, he was a massive guard and a hell of a player for us. He came to us in 2003 out of Indiana University. He played his entire professional career for the Chargers. He was selected to the Pro Bowl four times, 2007 through 2010. He was a two-time second-team All-Pro, 2008 and 2009, and was a member of the Chargers' 50th anniversary team as well. Dealman suffered a concussion in the sixth game of the 2011 season, and it was against the New York Jets, and he had a seizure on the team plane after the game. If you remember the Rolf Bernerska story, that a similar thing happened to Rolf where he collapsed on the team plane after a game, which is kind of a weird coincidence. Uh, he ended up missing the remainder of the season, and in February of 2012, he announced his retirement from pro football due to the risk of further head injuries. Now, the last one on this list is not very special, nor is he very uh, famous, but a lot of you may remember this is kind of a funny uh, footnote to the contributors. Rod Smart was out of Western Kentucky. He came to us. He was signed with us in 2000, and he was re released prior to the season starting, but Many of you may remember him as XFL's infamous, He Hate Me. That was on the back of his jersey instead of his last name. He wraps up the contributors, and now we move on to the legends. Larry Little was signed to the Chargers in 1967 out of Bethune-Cookman University. He spent two years in San Diego, and then he was traded to the Dolphins, where he played the rest of his career. He was a five-time Pro Bowl selection with the Dolphins, and was a seven-time first or second team All-Pro. He won Super Bowl VII during their perfect season in 1972 and Super Bowl VIII the following year and was elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1993. Gary Plummer, who was a linebacker that the Chargers signed in 1986 from Cal Berkeley, he was a Charger from 1986 to 1993, played three seasons in the USFL prior to joining the Chargers, and won a Super Bowl ring with the San Francisco 49ers in Super Bowl XXIX against us. Speedy Duncan is the next one on the list, and you can go back to my bolt history specifically on Speedy Duncan for all of his accolades and contributions. Wes Welker came to us in 2004 out of Texas Tech. Despite being undrafted, Welker had a very successful career as a wide receiver. Only one player in NFL history, and that's Gale Sayers, has more all-purpose yards in their first three NFL seasons than Welker did with the Dolphins. He holds the Dolphins' all-time records for total kickoff returns, kickoff return yardage, and total punt returns. He also holds the records for most receptions by any undrafted player in NFL history. He passed Rod Smith for that stat in 2014. He retired with 16,797 all-purpose yards. 
He was a two-time first-team All-American, or All-Pro, sorry, in 2009 and 2011. Five-time Pro Bowler, 2008 through 2012. Three-time NFL reception leader. He holds NFL records for the longest receiving touchdown, 99 yards, where he's tied. And he is currently the wide receivers coach for the 49ers. Then we move on to David Bin. If you remember him, he was a, a long snapper for us for a very long time. He came to us in 1994 out of Cal Berkeley. He played 18 seasons for the Chargers. October 12, 2006 was David Bin's 200th game. He joined Junior Seau and Rush, Russ Washington as the only other Charger players with more than 200 games played for the team. He was selected to the Pro Bowl in 2006. He was the Chargers' all-time leader in game played, games played with 256 games played, not including 12 in the postseason. And he famously dated Pamela Anderson in 2007 and 2008. Leads us to Hank Bauer. Hank Bauer came to us from the Cowboys. He was signed as an undrafted rookie free agent with the Cowboys in 1976 out of Cal Lutheran. He held Cal Lutheran records for career carries, 502, touchdowns in a game, four, a season, 17, and a career, 38. Uh, he holds awards for Chargers' most inspirational player in 1978, Chargers special teams MVP in 1980 and 1981, Chargers team captain, Chargers 50th anniversary team, NFL records for NFL record 52 special teams tackles in 1981, scored three touchdowns. This stat is one of the craziest stats I've ever seen. He scored three touchdowns on four carries, but gained just one net yard versus New Orleans on the uh, 9th of December, 1979. After retiring from professional football, he coached running backs and special teams for four years with the Chargers and then became a sports broadcaster and anchor for KFMB from 1987 to 2002. He worked from 1998 to 2014 as color commentator for the Chargers radio broadcast on FM 105.3 and AM 1360. And last but not least, y'all know who it is. It's the GOAT, Antonio Gates. He came to us in 2003 out of Kent State. He's the Chargers career leader in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. In 2015, he became the second tight end and ninth player over the, overall to record 100 career touchdown receptions. Eight-time Pro Bowler, 2004 through 2011. NFL's 2000s All-Decade Team. Chargers 50th Anniversary Team. He played basketball, but not football in college, as many of you know. He originally enrolled at Michigan State University wanting to play football under then-coach Nick Saban and basketball under coach Tom Izzo. Upon enrolling, he learned that Saban only wanted him to play football. So then he chose to pursue playing basketball by transferring to Eastern Michigan University. He played there part of a season and then transferred to the College of the Sequoias to try to focus on his academics. He was recruited by Stan Heath, and Gates transferred to Kent State University. 19 different NFL teams contacted him about trying out. He chose to work out for the Chargers first, and they signed him on the spot, which is miraculous. He finished as the Chargers franchise leader in receptions, 955, and receiving yards, 11,841. He's the seventh tight end with 500 career receptions. He is the ninth player and second tight end to catch 100 career receiving touchdowns, and he has the most career touchdowns by a tight end with 116. 
Got one more guy that I wanted to mention as honorable mention, and there's a gentleman named Coy Bacon, who was a defensive lineman who was signed by the Cowboys. Uh, it's a really kind of interesting story. He tried out with the AFL's Houston Oilers in 1964, but he wasn't signed because it was discovered that he actually hadn't graduated from Jackson State. So he began his career in 1965 with the Charleston Rockets of the Continental Football League. He signed as an undrafted free agent with the Cowboys and spent the 1967 season on their taxi squad, which is a.k.a. their practice squad. In 73, he was sent to the Chargers, along with Bob, running back Bob Thomas, in a trade for quarterback John Hadle. The crazy thing about that is that later on, in 1976, he was traded from the Chargers to the Bengals for wide receiver Charlie Joyner. So we gave up John Hadle for this guy and then gave up this guy for Charlie Joyner. So he's kind of a legend sandwich. He also, interesting fact, had an 80-yard interception return for a touchdown uh, the year he was traded. So that's a wild story about Coy Bacon. That does it for this Bolt History, y'all. Um, thanks for joining me. Stay bolted. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Supercharger. Follow the Charger Chat podcast at Charger Chat Pod. And make sure to subscribe to them on YouTube and, and listen to the pod on all your podcast platforms. That does it for me. Thanks for listening. Okay, love you. Bye. God damn, Mike. That is... Love these bold <laughs> that is, histories. Right. It's such a rich history. And I, I can't... I'm uh, So many good undrafted players. It's hard to like pick like what your favorite one was. I mean... I, my, just like I, good at it. The Chargers is just good at undrafted free agents. Yeah. <laughs> Every now and then we we draft a, a just a solid dude. I mean, obviously, you, yeah, you know, Antonio Gates break breaking the touchdown record for tight ends. Yeah. Like that's Did he play that's basketball? The, I think he might have. I think yeah, he did. I think Mike might have to do a whole episode on Gates <laughs> <laughs> playing basketball. I think Mike should do a whole episode of how many times Chris Collinsworth talked about Antonio Gates playing basketball. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's a yeah, big... year. That'd be an episode a yearly, a year in, in the making. <laughs> and Wes Welker was a Charger first. We picked. We cut him after one week. What? <laughs> that's just crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, just a an embarrassment of riches of, of yeah. undrafted players. And and Mike, thank you so much for Thanks, taking Mike. the time to again just dig up these beautiful little nuggets of Charger history. It just we're we're gonna need it this offseason, buddy, for sure. And we I definitely learn more about this team. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've I already love this team and I have my reasons for loving this team, like and like Austin, our undrafted Austin Eckler. God love him, man. He's just mm, he just he's an inspiration to just, us all. Our undrafted <laughs> Austin Eckler is like in the same conversation as our first round pick, Ladani and Tomlinson, in terms of what he did this season, which is fucking wild. Yeah. What a hit. Wild. What a hit. Yeah. So keep them coming, Mike. We love it. We 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 love to see it, and we're gonna need it this offseason. But uh I think that's gonna do it for us here at Charge Chat this week. Any closing thoughts, gentlemen? Let's go, Pittsburgh. Let's Raiders go suck. Burrow. Raiders yeah. suck. Raiders suck. <laughs> all right. FTR. Well, FTR, baby. FTR. Family trust respect. Uh, all right. Well, that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat this week, folks. We'll see you next Tuesday. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay. Love you. Bye. Okay. Love you. Bye. Okay. Love you. Bye. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.